Welcome to Patch Notes. My name is Trevor Strunk, Hegelbond on Twitter, and I'm here with John Bernhard uh, of of uh, many many hats at this point. Uh, but how, how John are you, Bernhard on Twitter? Um, oh yeah, also John Jonathan Bernhard on Twitter. Wait, no, are you? No, no you're just John I'm, Bernhard. I'm Nathan Bernhard in the name field, and the handle is John Bernhard. Yeah, and most people think your name is Nathan. Well, it should be. The Jonathans have failed us. Mm. Um, well, I think that's how it works, but. Um, Oh, well, welcome here. Glad to see you. Happy to Thank talk you. to you. How how's how's news? How's things? Uh, they're they're going pretty well. Um, following our endless primary, pretty closely now. Yeah, I'm really, really I'm feeling pretty pretty pessimistic about it at this point. Well, yeah, but that's just how you are. Um, well, you're not feeling pessimistic. You're feeling I'm very feeling optimistic fair, now that fairly Ma- now that Mayor Pete has become like a an overnight success. Well, he all right overnight. He's down seven. He was up Is one he? point, yes. He was up one point in the Suffolk poll, and the Suffolk poll had Biden plus six in Iowa. All right, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think, I don't know. Bernie like was I'm up, willing. like, 14 two days ago. Yeah, but, like, okay, like, you can't just assume that, like, the, the, our enemies in the Democratic Party aren't going to try to, you know, get behind one guy. Oh, no, no, no. I don't just blame the Democratic Party here. I blame the... Uh, the people who think he's Obama too and want to vote for him. Oh, well, that's also the Democratic Party. Well, yeah, um, of course, but it's the voters <laughs> this time. Yeah, I mean, he he's got no path to the nomination after New Hampshire. Uh, he's done. We said he, I, I, that's what that's what confuses me though, because everyone says that, but then we also said he would get completely screwed in New Hampshire. And it looks like he's going to be competitive. Well, I mean, because he was the guy who did well in in Iowa. Well, then he'll be the guy that does well. <laughs> I don't like. I don't see why that's why like, he has no path if he keeps doing it well. Because he because black people don't vote for him. Latinos won't vote for him. You you can't just apl- appeal to conservative white people in the Democratic Party and win the party's nomination. All right, all right. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I I I I don't know anymore. I mean, I don't think black and Latino voters are stupid and will vote for Mayor Pete. That's not what I'm trying to say. But I just I just don't know anymore. But we'll see. I'll probably cycle between two or three different feelings about this primary before New Hampshire's over. Well, the good so. news is that our release schedule is such that this will come out like like the day before Nevada or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. That's <laughs> so we'll fine. both look like idiots. It's fine. Um, when is Nevada? Oh, it uh, it's, it's next. It's the week after next. Okay. It goes boom, boom, boom. Now, it can't possibly be that infrequent. Anyway, um, well, we're here. We have actually some news this week. So it was good that we were infrequent because otherwise – you would have heard more about trailers for, like, the fourth week in a row. Yeah. And one Christ. can only hear about trailers for so long. Uh, we d- Our first uh, – it's going to be a very Blizzard-heavy week because Blizzard's been fucking up a lot. You guys um, have been asking for it. It's a Blizzard-heavy week. Yeah. Uh, the big news right now is um, Warcraft 3 Reforged and the disaster that it is. Yeah. So that, uh, that was a re-release that I was kind of interested in because mm-hmm. I think it's cool that they uh, – I, I, you know, briefly during the during the um, the Warcraft uh, the movie uh, times with uh, with Liv and and the crew, um, yeah. I got I, I found the lore of Warcraft to be like vaguely. I, I don't know if I found it interesting, but I found it like 
compelling in a certain way where I was like, what is all this lore? There's so much of it. Yeah. And then I found out most of it happened in Warcraft 3. And I yeah. was like, oh, well, I, I don't know. Like, I guess I'd have to learn about Warcraft 3. But I'm not going to go and play, like, a, a game that old, like, just, like, that I have no connection to because I'm just going to bounce off of it because I'm not good at RTS anyway. So it would just be – it would just kind of be a waste of time. And then they remade it, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Like maybe, uh, maybe this is an opportunity for me to enjoy Warcraft 3. And it, it turns wasn't. out, <laughs> it wasn't. No. Yeah. So my thing is, I'm old enough, and I, I, we're the same age, but I, I got into Warcraft early enough that yeah, my I mean, main, my main, could, focus, I could have gotten into Warcraft yeah, early yeah. enough too. Yeah, it was just something I didn't really pay attention to. Like you're, you're totally right. Like there was an avenue for it. My my main like zone for the warcraft lore i care about is actually warcrafts one and two okay um that's fair enough orcs versus shit. humans orcs versus humans guldan um i be- was, it was the big bad you know wasn't guldan wait i thought guldan was a uh, isn't he he's not warcraft three i mean oh he comes back okay. but you know originally there was just this i think it's guldan there was this sort orc sorcerer who made a deal with a demon and this was the only demon in the lore to open a portal, and this is this is me remembering it. If if I'm wrong, please fact check me at uh, at my Twitter account at Hegelbon. No, um, but he, yeah, he he comes over, opens a portal to Azeroth. The orcs come over as well. Um, and, you know, he brings them through. They have their war. Uh, the kingdoms of man sort of have internecine fighting between men and elves, but they have to you know get together and rally around the fla- flag. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's it, like it was us very, versus ISIS. Yeah, sort of. And, you know, for a, I mean, you're actually kind of really insulting the horde by comparing them to ISIS, but I know. And I'm also giving way too many compliments to America by comparing them to the Alliance. Well, now the Alliance are shitheads. Um, wow. And this comes very clear in three, okay. uh, but they like, they basically put the orcs on reservations. Huh. Um, yeah, now the, the orcs get, a, actually get a lot more nuanced and, dare I say heroic in three and that stuff. And, well, the and movie, three is the, the orcs yeah. are the heroes. Yeah. Um and that's that wasn't totally not the case in one and two. Like because mm-hmm. obviously you had both campaigns. Sure. Um you played from either side. But they were still like, you know, invaders. Uh they they got a lot more sympathetic backstory and stuff about how they had to leave their previous world because it was getting destroyed by um the other faction that comes in, I think, the the burning guys. Oh yeah, um, yeah, sure, sure. Anyway, but yeah, so Warcraft Three is is it was when I tried to get really into the lore again because I'd taken a break to play StarCraft and whatever. And so when Warcraft Three came out the first time, we got into it. I thought it was kind of lame. <laughs> uh huh. You didn't like, like it. The best part was Arthas, and uh-huh. going back and seeing the Arthas stuff with an adult's eyes, very painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not, not really voice acted very yeah. well. Yeah, um, I felt I found the elf stuff kind of silly, uh, but fine. Uh, and then you know I, I just I just couldn't get into World of Warcraft, um, which seems like a good decision on my part considering where the World of Warcraft has taken that story. Well, I mean, uh, y- yes, but a good decision insofar as like that it's you know over ten years or whatever, or like yeah. fifteen years at this point, you. You could have had some good story and some bad. Yeah, but apparently it, it – like every time I check in with it, it would just be getting stupider and stupider, mm. uh, focusing around that one specific elf lady 
that Metzen really loved. Uh, yeah, sure. Sylvanas, what's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Metzen did love her. Uh, yeah, and, you know, how that man was able to sell them on juggling corruption storylines with two ladies across two separate franchises at the same time. Um, <laughs> he's only got one story. The man's only got one story. Listen, he's um, he's figured it out. He, he's, he has a brand. Well, he got to retire at 42, so he was doing things better than I am. <laughs> um, I mean, retiring can mean so many things. It's just kidding. He got to retire with millions and millions of dollars at age 42. So, yeah. Mm. Well, okay. Uh, so, you know, my idea was maybe I'll go back into Warcraft 3 and and see, you know, how it's aged if I like the hero-focused play a little better. Um, thankfully, I wasn't stupid enough to actually spend the money on this first. I, I watched some stuff and waited for reviews to come in. Uh, holy shit. Um, like, the graphics update. The graphics are, Very like, worse. Bad. They're worse than base Warcraft 3. Like, <laughs> like, obviously, there's better resolution support. Like, you, obviously, it will support modern resolutions better than base Warcraft 3 did, which is... And, yes, it's not as polygony in the uh, in the cutscenes, but, yeah, I mean, it's like looking at plastic. Yeah, I, and, like, I watched, I watched the, the fight, that iconic yes. fight between Arthas and uh, the demon Mal something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And it's just, it, it was like the character designs prevented them from actually scripting or choreographing a fight. Because, <laughs> like, Mal's, all right, I gotta look up this guy's name. Demon Warcraft Mal. Malganus, that's his mm-hmm. name. All okay. right, so like, all right, so Malganus is this like he's got the demon wings. He's a buff, shirtless dude, but his weapons are these reverse grip, dual daggers, right? Okay, yeah, they, sure. That have blades that come out a little bit around the thumb, but most of the blade comes on the back and goes out towards his elbow. Okay, yeah, and sure. each one of these blades is so huge and so over designed, like with all these ripples <laughs> and serrations. And, you know, fake double hilts Uh that, like, he's this giant – he's almost an orb when you look at him. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like, he can't can't move in the way that you need to move. Because when you do a sword fight, you need a simplicity of action. You need clearly legible movements to have these guys – and these guys look like, like Legos to begin with almost. Like, uh, the the Warcraft design has gone so far in the direction of giant pauldrons, giant goofy chest armor, cartoony swords, you know, just things yeah. that sort of look like space marine armor everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and it was like a technical choice initially, and then it was mm-hmm. an aesthetic choice, and I think now that they're trying to do more with the technical stuff, it's it, it doesn't make any sense to then be like, well, this aesthetic would look better in, like, HD, yeah, well, no, it, it wouldn't. It... No, no, because they, they fight like they're moving through molasses. Like, the swords, because Arthas's uh, Frostbane or Soulsbane, whatever the fuck that thing's called, it has a blade that has, like, 18 serrations on it, too. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just impossible for you to have a legible fight where these th- these weapons collide. Sure. Like, they just it just doesn't work. And that, la- that fight, I mean, it ends with... Um, and it's just badly choreographed too. Like at one point, Arthas gets disarmed, and then just runs over and picks up his sword. 
Oh, it's terrible. That was that was where I that was where I completely. I was like, Let's. like why why are you gonna have that happen if he's just gonna run out? Like that, it, you just showed us something that didn't mean anything. Yeah, it um, was really bad. I mean, it was it was a shame too because like you could see I, someone someone put it up next to the old fight. And the old fight was actually fun to watch. Yeah, like it, I don't know. Wasn't, was the old fight in engine? Yeah, yeah. So this was a cinematic. Yeah, exactly. And it couldn't and the, stand up to the old. Fight. And the in engine fight looked good. Like it looked fun. It like it had a soul. Um, so yeah, not great. Uh, is the, I haven't read anything about the gameplay cause I was too depressed by the actual read. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it plays, they didn't really, it's called Reforged, which might actually be more of a lie than Remastered is cause it implies <laughs> some degree of remake, right? Like we, sure. we remade this thing, Reforged it, but you still have the, the 12 unit select limit, uh, for your control groups. Sick. You still Everyone have... Everyone loves to be limited in terms of how many units they can yep, select. You still have got the terrible camera from Base Warcraft 3. Okay. Um, All right. Very good. They've made it so that you always have a chat that's active. You can't turn off in the multiplayer stuff. Full of people saying things that you'd want to turn off the chat because of. Yeah. Um, well, it is, yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, they So far you're just describing stuff that I like. Yeah. So there's a map called Booty Bay in the game, in the base uh-huh. game in Warcraft 3, but booty is a forbidden word in the current Battle.net um, language filter. So Tremendous. you can't actually advertise that you're making a Booty Bay map. Incredible. In Warcraft 3. Incredible. Um, they've removed like profiles and clan listings and every all, all the community stuff that old Warcraft 3 had is just not there it's gone and this game overwrites Warcraft 3 classic in your battle net oh, nice. so you can't go back oh, all that man. all that community stuff is just gone wow um, that's uh that is a terrible choice it is uh now they will let you refund wow. it wow uh, you can refund Reforged, apparently. And then there. you get old back? You get old back, but the changes still apply, so you still lost that community stuff. Because wow. what this did is it went back and removed shit from Old Warcraft 3. Sure. It is a masterpiece. What a disaster. So this brings us to our next piece of news, which I was is that Blizzard's yeah. doing more of this. More yeah, is coming. They, they've committed to doing more... Uh to doing more remakes. Yep. Of of what? Of like StarCraft? I assume Diablo 2 is the next one. Oh, yeah, okay, fine. That makes uh, sense. Diablo 2 is the, is the next title that makes sense down down this pipeline. Uh they slap a you know, back to hell. A back <laughs> They slap a terrible filter on it. They barely up touch the graphics a little bit. Uh, yep. they somehow ruin party making and any sort of community that still lives with that game and there you have it. There you go. Boy, I don't really, I, I don't understand. I guess, like, once again, with, like, video games have the movie disease where uh, there are a couple of successful remakes, like uh, RE2, um, that made people think, like, well, maybe we could just remake everything. I mean, and uh, you could. If you wanted to put the effort in, you could do it. Like, there is a good Warcraft 3 remake that you could make. And even to. more so than with video than with movies, video yeah. games have that because they, um, you could conceivably like create a game that was more playable, right? Yeah, like that's the whole that's the whole dream that you get. Oh, it's like it's like Warcraft three, which to this point is not super 
easy for modern players to enjoy. Yeah. Uh, now, now, now done via an engine that you can just follow. Yeah, and, and since video games are so much, especially in these kinds of games, about creating your own fun, a lot of the updating that you have to do is accessibility stuff, is option stuff. It's it's ways to enable your fan base to do their game better. Yeah, to play the game. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, Warcraft Three told you to go fuck yourself. Right. In that terms, in those terms, that is an aggra- that is a very Blizzard thing to do. It, but the thing is, is that it wasn't up until like and up until the Activision acquisition, really. If we're being yeah. honest, that Blizzard's thing was we put out games that are retread slash wholesale ripoffs of popular IP, um, both Warcraft and Starcraft. Are that Diablo is that to a slightly lesser extent with Gothic Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, like StarCraft should have caught a lo- and did catch a lawsuit for infringing on um, Warhammer 40K, but they lost it because Warhammer 40K like ignored them for too long. Um, <laughs> Owned. <laughs> yeah, which started that co- Games Workshop's um, spiral into like never licensing anything for like 20 years. But that's another st- mm-hmm. that's another story. Uh, but no, so their thing was you wouldn't be getting anything challenging or interesting like intellectually in terms of what stories were being told or what um you sure. know uh, IPs were being used because obviously Chris Metzen was still running everything back then too but you get an incredibly well executed technical game with fantastic rock solid support you get now a, and now <laughs> you you still get bad IP bad and lazy IP um, but you also have like all of the quality assurance people being fired last year and, right. you know, and brand managers who clearly don't like care about like the game. Like if you cared about the Warcraft brand, Warcraft three reforged never hits the shelves. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Like it, it is, it is sort of like clear that the company is not, the company is really in sort of a, you're going to buy the slop whether you like it or not yep. mode. Uh, and, and that's what you get in modern AAA development, especially mm-hmm. with, I mean, you can't really say Blizzard sold out to Activision because Blizzard sold out back when they were called, like, Silicon Knights or whatever. Um, <laughs> they were they were part of Vivendi for a while until Vivendi oh, decided. Really? Yeah, they decided, and then Vivendi decided to get out of video games and spun them off to Activision. So they've mm-hmm. always been sort of at the mercy of their corporate masters. Uh, but Vivendi was a hell of a lot less hands-on than Activision has been. Well, Activision, yeah, I mean, yeah. classically, right? Um, well, that's a bummer. Uh, I guess I will not be buying Warcraft 3 Reforged. Yep. I mean, it's possible they fix it at some point, but if they're, if their narrative right now, like a week and a half or two weeks after release, is already check out what other remakes we're going to do, not we're going to fix this. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith. Um, although, you know, great news and other things that need to be fixed, uh, Anthem's still at it, right? Yeah, Anthem's Christmas event continues even now. <laughs> it's uh, Christmas it's all year. February. You humbug, how dare you? So, <laughs> this I, is a yeah, bad thing. If you've forgotten what's up with Anthem, we talk about it. Um, we do talk we, about it a lot. Whenever we need to fill, fill air on this show, I mean, it's, it, it. Come on, everyone wants to know about the zombie game. It's... Yeah, it's tremendous. Work. It's tremendous content. The Anthem team is apparently uh, focused full time on their project re overhaul, like the sort of the Final Fantasy XIVization of Anthem. Good where they, luck. Where they come back with a game that is better and doesn't really even resemble the original base game in any respect. Uh, this means that they're. <laughs> We're just our, 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 our corporate plan is to do something that happened once, and everyone agrees will never happen again. Yeah. 
Um, there, the the upshot of this is that there's so little day to day content um, updating going on with Anthem that the Christmas lights are still up from the Christmas event. Um, <laughs> like a town that's on, well, I it's mean, like suddenly all uh, just emptied. I, I right I'm sure there's some Christmas. people who were who still has have their Christmas decorations up. Not me. Oh no, no no! I just meant like the streets and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, like that. Like, yeah. yeah, you know how like it would be like it would be like a town after a nuclear apocalypse. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess people are. It, it's odd that we only really heard about this now <laughs> instead of mid January. But I, it's not I, that you know, odd. I mean, I guess this is when people started paying enough attention from their in their infrequent logins for it to you know. Fl- uh, filter yeah. into the actual media cycle. No one has ever known anyone who's been on Anthem recently. Like, you I say mean, that like it's a drug. Um, <laughs> based on people still playing it at this point, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it is. I just like I don't. I don't know why you'd log in at this point. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're in the. Um, even if you're an Anthem diehard lover, someone who has that sort sort of specific brain disease, uh, you've got to just be waiting for the content overall patch at this point yeah maybe um, you keep your subscription active so that you i mean it's not even a script no i, th- thing, I don't think maybe it is, if you yeah. um maybe if you keep origin or something like that for a while they'll give you some sort of prize i, I don't know but like oh, i'm sure Fantasy. there's going to be some sort of loyalty thing um that actually just a, comes out of the content they already had planned <laughs> but like maybe maybe you maybe you hang in for that but yeah i, I can't imagine I mean, maybe that's why the christmas decorations are still up because they're like well who's logging in even yeah um, we, we do have actually one other piece of Blizzard news. Um, before we get hit me with it, this is actually I, I I'm torn back and forth on whether this is good news or just you know just flat uh, neutral value news. Uh, Gears of <laughs> we War love is neutral value news. <laughs> the director of Gears Five and well Gears yeah Gears Five and Gears of War Four I believe are the correct titles of those projects uh, has left Microsoft. And is heading over to uh, Blizzard to run um, Diablo, the Diablo franchise. Okay. Now, what this says to me, I, obviously, like you can't just—it's not like Gears is now coming to Diablo. That's not how this works. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. What it <laughs> says to me is that uh, Gears Four and Five were successful products that executed on what they wanted to do. Um, Which is they uh, were, get that person a new job. Well, I mean, not just that. Like they came out on time. They were well received. They did. They progressed the Gears franchise forward. Four was such a success that it led to a like a whole bunch of new Gears, you know, focused and branded merchandise, like the tactics game and some of the mobile stuff, and like the horde modes sure. and the yep. Even if you don't like the aesthetics of the Gears franchise, four and five. Five less so, I guess. It's hard to see where the, where the franchise is going at five, but four at least was a resounding success. Blizzard kind of needs a win. <laughs> they need a win at this oh, point. Well, yeah, they you're need, not wrong. <laughs> they need someone who can actually get a game out on time in the parameters that people are expecting to be and also move it forward. Now, Diablo Immortal seems like it's already kind of well along in the development cycle. Um mm-hmm. But it's still certainly in a place where, you know, additional oversight and project management can help. Um, and if that's what this guy is doing, his name's Rob Ferguson. Um, he, he was with Gears from the beginning of the franchise, so he worked in some lesser role in Gears 1. And by Gears 4 and 5, he was, you know, a head honcho. Okay. Um, 
And if he can come in and he can bring that sort of execution to Diablo Immortal and whatever they have planned for... Because obviously Immortal is going to be a live service game. It's going to have post-release content. Um, if he can come in and help fix what's going on with some of the problems <laughs> in this company, uh, that, that'd be, you know, something that... You think he's going to be able to? I, I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't want to start speculating on the guy's... Uh, you know, experiences without having sources or anything, but you know, looking at how the franchises he's overseen have gone recently, it's a it's an impressive recent tra- track record. Okay. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that's that that hopefully that's good news because I actually like the Diablo franchise. Um, at this point, Starcraft and Warcraft have sort of burned their bridges with me, but uh, I'm I'm still holding Fair on. Enough. With, uh, still holding on with Diablo. All right. Well, uh, I hope so too, John. I hope you don't have to find some Diablo-like, uh, something that I'm uh, sure yeah. does not exist. No, no, I, it's not like I have 700 hours in Grim Dawn. Um, <laughs> well, just imagine how much you'd have in, <laughs> if this Diablo remake works out. Yeah. Um, so, also good news, Platinum Games. They've uh, they've been in the news for good reasons recently, over the last yeah, although, couple weeks. Yeah, although, do you think of, do, so they have this uh, partnership with Tencent, do we yeah. think that's good or bad? Um... I'm not sure. I mean, it feels like Tencent. Uh, I would feel the same about partnering with Tencent as I would with any other giant video game oh, tech enough. company. Tencent gets a lot of flack, and I think it's because yeah. they're Chinese. Yes, it's it, incredibly because they're Chinese and thus viewed as a threat. Um, they're they're just a company. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, that and that's that's thinking. bad as well as good. But you know, all the invasive shit that you think Tencent is doing, uh, Activision, EA, and all those other companies are also doing. Um, yeah, it's absolutely no worse. Let's say that yeah. much. And if it gives, if that sort of investment um, gives Platinum Games the ability to create more games that I like, uh, then good. Uh, so basically, Platinum Games put up this four on their website. Appears that referred to February the fourth, which is when they announced that the Wonderful One Hundred One, which was a Wii U exclusive game, and thus nobody knows anything about outside of Platinum Games fanatics. <laughs> um, is uh, got a Kickstarter to get it uh, remastered and pushed out to all the modern platforms, uh, PC. Pretty cool. PS, yeah. Uh, it, so it's go- it's going everywhere. Uh, the Kickstarter has been a, a massive success. Um, uh, and it's looking like it's going to get to all. Of, it's going to hit most of, if not all, of its backer goals. I want to say it was wow. nearing a million recently. All right. Um, yeah. So it's looking great. great. And uh, on the heels of that success. Uh, Platinum Games has their, you know, head honcho has put out uh, musings about maybe acquiring the publication rights to the Bayonetta franchise from Nintendo so they can remaster and put those games out on other platforms as well and maybe do a new Bayonetta game. Um, as many, Certainly there's no reason for Nintendo to hang on to those, right? Well, as as many outlets have noted, Bayonetta is a, is a substantially more successful franchise than Wonderful 101 was. Uh, uh, yep, they may not want to give that up so easily. Um, and historically, <laughs> I can imagine not. Yeah, <laughs> historically, the uh, track record of companies asking for their IP back um, from the publishers that have acquired it or own co-development rights to it has not been so great. Uh, putting aside, for some reason, Activision giving Bungie Destiny back and just saying "get out," <laughs> I still don't understand <laughs> exactly out. how. Uh, Bungie managed to get full rights to um, Destiny back from their from Activision, and then just they, seamlessly they basically, doing it. They just did the producers with Destiny Two. Yeah. It was like it was it wasn't working, and then they 
got kicked out, and then they did what they wanted. Yeah. So um, I'm sure that's what happened. See, see, this thing is, I'm I'm still like angry that Sega hasn't given up the Alpha Protocol rights back to Obsidian. Uh, you know, and until until that happens, I I spitefully curse every other fan of a niche franchise that wants uh, to see their IP breathe freely. Um, it's very very dark of you to hold a torch for Alpha Protocol, but we're we're hoping for you. Um, so yeah, that's that's happening, and I assume that we're going to see a bunch more news out of Platinum uh, over the next month or two as this partnership, you know, scales up. Yeah. Uh, people no, were, me too. It's, it should be interesting. Uh, people were really hoping that a near game was going to be announced, but uh, near. I somehow suspect that without Capcom's involvement, uh, like Bayonetta getting released is one thing. I don't think Capcom is going to let go of near. So if there's another near, oh, project, I can't imagine they're letting go of near after uh, after Automata's success. Yeah. Yeah, Automata had was very, very good. Like, I yeah. think, I think, I think, uh, and I mean, not very good. It obviously was very good in terms of content, but like very good in terms of sales. And I can't imagine success, they're looking yeah. to sell that off. Yeah, no, I, I assume that we will get another near branded game from Com- Capcom, and uh, probably from Platinum as well. But mm-hmm. when that happens, Capcom will probably be involved in the lo- in the rollout. It won't be something <laughs> weird appearing on Platinum's site, uh, you know. <laughs> In the dark I, morning or something. I bless them. I, I, I don't bless them. I cheer their uh their complete optimism in getting that out there. Good for them. Yeah. Um let's see. What else do we got? What else do we got? Uh oh, one more. Um got some uh loot box. Got some more lawsuits. Gambling. Um <laughs> this is probably gonna become a big deal uh eventually. Not just not this specific case, but oh, yeah. no, this totally whole right. thing. Um, the specific case is that uh, EA is being sued in France uh, by um, plaintiffs who say that uh, their loot box structure and card pack structure in FIFA is a gambling operation. It 100% totally is. Yeah, of course it um, is. Yes, this is yes. following a Belgian court ruling that loot boxes are gambling um, in relation to, I believe, Battlefield. Uh, no, really, the, Battlefield. the Star Wars game, the ba- Star Wars. Oh, Battlefront. 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 Yeah, um, I was like Battlefield. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is following that Belgian court's ruling. Obviously, since both countries are in the uh, the European Union. Goodbye, Great Britain. Um, the you know they share at least some amount of precedent when it comes to ruling on cases like this. I won't pretend to understand. How that works? I'm not even a lawyer Thanks, in this country. Thanks, because if you did, I would have to as well, <laughs> as well, and I didn't want to. Yeah, but apparently, at least some people, some of the French lawyers, think that that's you know enough of a precedent to justify filing these lawsuits. Uh, we're sort of in this weird gray zone where uh, video game companies took a look at the rules around what online gambling constitutes and realized that as long as you didn't put a money wager on specific outcomes you can just do whatever you want so now Mm. everything around the outcome is monetized including the ability to force an outcome such as loot boxing uh but but if you're not Uh. betting on the specific like will this card turn out to be a rare then you're in the clear for the most part according to many (laughs) regulations so that's a very that's a very dicey well uh... it's worked so far um you know they've mo- they've moved fast and they've broken things, uh, and now at least <laughs> one jurisdiction, the European market, 
seems to be trying to rein this in at least a little bit. And I don't think they're doing it out of altruistic reasons. They're doing it because the EU wants to tax it. They want to treat it like legalized gambling and therefore take their own cut. Um, and I have a feeling that eventually they will get their way on that, at least in the European Union. Here, it's a bit more dicey, um, especially because like the only people who really have this on their radar are, you know, think of the children conservatives uh, <laughs> who are doing it purely for culture war shit, not for any legitimate on, thought they have about it. No, they really care. But, uh, yeah, like, even here, like, the, we don't have that, that group of, of regulators who want to get involved to take their cut. That's just not how America's corporate conservatives think about the government. Um, no, not at all. And I think, like, you know, it's 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 funny that, like, the this is going to end up being a... In America, it's going to less be like a where's my cut issue and much more of a – if it comes to America, mm-hmm. will be a much more free speech issue. Yeah. Like – and and I mean it will be funny to see the way – and I won't I won't pretend that um, I'm I, – I don't know how it's going to pan out. I do know how it's going to pan out. The people who are very into, uh, you know, being mad about Gamergate or whatever, uh, by which I mean Gamergaters, yeah. uh, will – be pro loot boxes because that's what the video game companies want. See, I'm not sure. And I mean, they hate those gators hate loot boxes. Like they don't they'll like be, them. they'll be they'll be loot box people as soon as anyone says they're a gambling issue. Mm-hmm. We'll and then see. the loot box all that the loot box people have to do to make it work is to put all the sexy things in loot boxes. Hmm. Just just watch and see. But yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But ultimately, I do not think that we're going to see Anything in America other than, like, some muddled free speech argument. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly don't think anything's going to happen because these industries give a whole lot of money to our politicians to prevent it from happening. Yes, um, that's right. But also in the same thrust, I don't think we're going to see the sort of groundswell for, of support for um, loot boxes from Nazis that we see on most of the other stuff that they have a groundswell of support for, mainly just mm-hmm. because um, – they're, they're, I mean, they're they're horrible people, but even they can they can realize when they're being fucked. Um, <laughs> like it's Fair not enough. like it's not like these loot box people are 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 like SJWs or anything. <laughs> like these are all bloodless corporate executives doing this. Um, so while they 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 love to defend those people when it intersects with their other political goals, um, <laughs> defending those people on their own rights on their own turf. Is you know I I could see them staying out of it, not advocating yeah. for it, but I don't see them going to the mat for it the way they do for this other stuff. That's fair. That's a reasonable point. I mean, we'll see. I I am excited for loot crates to or loot boxes to finally get uh, pushback. Yeah, and like legal serious pushback, and for them to stop just like I don't know, completely profiting off of kids. Um, obviously there's stuff that exists. Gacha games are going to be, you know, a thing forever too. And uh, fine, but like, at least, at least get it out of FIFA. Like (laughs) at least make it so that it's not in like the game. Every 12 year old is buying. Yeah. I mean, it's a question of, I mean, it's also a perverse incentives for development, like making it so that every free to play game, uh, has to structure itself around whales is a disaster. 
mm-hmm. uh, for yeah. for playability and for like actual profitability and sustainability. Yes. Um, like very few games have been able to go like the Warframe route or whatever, and survive cycles upon cycles of the only thing that we have that costs money is cosmetics. Um, <laughs> and, yes. You know, honestly, I, I love Warframe to death, but it's also kind of unplayable uh, at high level with grinding. It's just, it's not fun. Um, really, at high level, it isn't fun anymore. Well, I mean, because you, you, you have to do a lot, a lot of, of randomizer shit, uh, of feeding cards and, and upgrades into upgrades and currency manipulation and, uh-huh. you know, interacting with off line bulletin boards and trading and all that sort of stuff um and you see that in high level play high level you know end game play with path of exile as well and all that other stuff and you know it's one way to do things it's uh, one way that i'll never actually be able to get into fair enough well i'm interested to see what happens with this i am skeptical uh always of like actually good things coming uh Mm -hmm. from legal systems but um, I think maybe we could see some uh, some some repercussions for loot boxes soon. At least in France. Yeah, I'll take it. Um, John, what games have you been playing? I have been. I'm still in The Witcher Three. I've no. I've mentioned at least one of our last two shows. I've been. Yeah, that... you, you you mentioned how disappointed you were with the place that you had gotten to. Yeah, I, I'm actually really enjoying it now. I've actually beaten the main game. Uh, okay. The main game, which is this like crazy like pastel, happy like kind of racist version of France. Uh like uh-huh. I, like racist in the sense that I happened down the road in Toussaint, which is the name of the, the duchy that I'm in, uh in the uh land of Boucla. Here and, yeah, I'm gonna say you passed it from the left hand side. Yeah. Um yeah, and that's right. I happened upon a guard who reached into his satchel and pulled out like a, a comically large baguette and started eating it right over the body of a passed out drunk man with a bottle of wine. So it, hmm. we're so obviously this is France. <laughs> um I mean, yeah. and, and we're on that level so. of like these are, you know, this this is the cultural sensitivity that we have. Um but now uh Toussaint is like this this mashup of like France, a little bit of Italy, a little bit of Switzerland in there. Uh it's this beautiful just, you know, gorgeous blue skies and great sunsets and fantastic, you know, idealized medieval architecture uh, with a land full of, like, goofy knight errants who aren't actually, like, evil or anything. They're just gigantic (laughs) dorks uh, who, like, actually run around the countryside saving fair maidens and fighting dragons and that sort of thing. Um, and so, like, and, like, yeah, there's, there's, the, there's a rot at the heart of, of this place, but it's, like, sort of, like, a carefully calibrated rot, because this is the end game. It's, like, this is, like, Witcher Geralt's retirement community. So there, there's just enough rot to, like, keep him en- interested and engaged in yeah. the area, but not enough rot for it actually to be rotten. Um, huh. Like, so it really is kind of like a, a nice relaxing end. Yeah, and it's like I, I I ran into a vampire and had like a productive conversation with him, and we were because he and Geralt were friends years ago. <laughs> oh, very strange. Um, and like yeah, like right now the uh, the main storyline appears to be that a vampire is going around and like vigilante killing of uh, bad knights, like. Hmm. 
uh, you know, if this is as fucked up and bad as as Toussaint gets, you know, it's a pretty cool place to be. Uh, and I've got like a vineyard, and I'm you know yeah, buying bad. house add-ons and doing all sorts of shit that you know I didn't think Geralt would ever be doing. Um, you know, acting like he has a family and shit. Being uh, a human being. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, no, I'm no longer running around bogs. Um, there, there was just so many bogs in the first part of the game. No more no more bogs. We're just rolling no French more bogs? countryside. Or do you miss them now? No, not at all. Jesus. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've been playing that. I've been playing uh, some FTL. I reviewed FTL okay. for uh, nice. Goonhammer, which is where I do my video game writing nowadays. Very nice. Uh, it's a Warcraft site. Uh, oh, Jesus, they'll kill me. A Warhammer site. Um, but, uh, they're, you know, they're trying to branch out a little bit. So I do video game reviews of video games weekly that have nothing to do with Warhammer. Uh, that game of FTL is, is still so good. Uh, game mostly about doors. Uh, door it's a good game. Uh, I, I've never, game, I've yeah. never been as angry at doors as I've ever been when I played that game. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, uh, door, you know, it's, you're in a spaceship. The spaceship is, it's a, it's a roguelite. So you're in a spaceship. Spaceship is front, is flying from one end of a set, you know, place in the galaxy to the other, going through all sorts of star systems along the way. You get attacked by ships and boarded. Um, and you can one of the main pieces of strategy in the mid and especially late game is, you know, if a, if a fire happens on your ship, you need to open the doors to the outside, open your airlocks so you vent the oxygen and starve the flames. And if you get boarded. And your doors are good enough. You can do the same thing to your to the people invading you. Uh, Correct. You know, open the door to the outside and in space. They don't get sucked out. It doesn't like you know. It doesn't simulate a vacuum like that. But it certainly does. You know, starve them of oxygen and kill them if they're enemies mm. that are vulnerable to being starved of oxygen and killed. Uh, and so, especially for the high level players who like to play it without the, using the pause function because they're insane. Um, the pause function makes the game so fun. Yes, I don't. I don't know why you'd ever. Well, I mean, not I mean, they're streamers. I, okay, they're streamers, fine. so they're doing it because you know to show off. Uh, okay, well, play. okay, I get, I get it now. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and it, it's just nerve wracking because you have to always know where all your doors are and the precise sequence of doors that you need to open in order to kill or the enemy or put out a fire or do what you want to do. And you can't just use the open all doors, close all doors button. Uh, in mm-hmm. those sequences, sure. uh, you know, it's, it's still just a fantastic game. Yeah, it's great. What have you been up to? Um, well, I've been I've been plugging along in Final Fantasy XIV mm-hmm. uh, as always. It's a fun little game that I play on when I just need a break. But um, I wrote something on Kentucky Route Zero, mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky Route Zero, excuse me, uh, this week. Kentucky Fried and Zero. Kentucky Fried Zero. Uh, so I played that, and I played it through probably for the third time, although I only ever got to Act 3 before, so a lot of new stuff this time. It is a really, really good game. Um, I assume most of the people listening to this have played it. Uh, John, I assume you have I've played it at some point or another. I've gotten through Act 2, I believe. I need to go back. You should play it. It's um, it's very, very good, uh, and I think the conclusion of it is uh, as well done as any other game. And no, I won't even say that. That sounds like faint praise. It is an excellent conclusion. Um, it's just very good. Uh, it feels like a novel in the best possible way. Um, you're making choices and, but you're not ever, it's never like an anxiety of choice. You're, you're not thinking like, Oh, I got to go back and get this content. Like in so many other games, you're just telling yourself a story and, uh, just works, man. It's like a, it's a great game. Yeah. Uh, it's it's five titles. 
altogether or four? Uh, yeah, five, five, five acts, and then there are also um, also interstitials. Right. Uh, five interstitials actually, because there's one after Act Five as well. Of um, the interstitials are neat. Uh, uh, the first one is uh, this giant museum with a bunch of uh, weird installations from one of the characters in the game um, that you meet at the beginning of the next act. Yeah. And there's a play that's very strange. All sorts of cool stuff. Cool. It's very smart, but it does not. It does not require you t- yourself to be like super pretentious to enjoy it. Or, or you know, have a have a PhD. You definitely don't need one, although it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. hurt. Uh, <laughs> usually it does, yeah. uh, but no, it's good. It's a nice. Have game. it as uh, at least like a full unified version. Mm-hmm. You okay. can get it on console too, which is where I got it. Um, uh, I have the PC version, but I have the console version now too um, that I got a code for. Uh, I'll, you know, perfectly frank, I got a code for it, but it is a, uh, it is very good on console. I think it's nice yeah. to have everything in one place. Um, I think it runs well on both. Uh, probably would run fine on Switch. They'd released it on Switch. I mean, it certainly no is. It it's, it's, it's a very uh, aesthetic game, but it's not very demanding. At least it shouldn't be. No, no, exactly. It's beautiful, but it's it's beautiful in a way that isn't like, oh, like, this Vista is so well rendered. Yeah. Unlike Witcher uh, 3, which is one of the most gorgeous games ever made. Uh, right, for my... the exact opposite yeah. reason. Yeah. But the, yeah, like, so... Um, the console version might be your best bet, uh, only because on the PC version you have to go to um, the KRZ website in order to uh, play the interstitial games. Whereas in the console version, they're all there at your fingertips, yeah. uh, which makes it a little easier. But they're both good; they'll both play. Um, if you're a PC gamer uh, at heart, go that way. If you're a console gamer at heart, go that way. It's it's available everywhere, so finally people can. Play the whole thing. Anyone holding off can finally play it. It is uh, it is very much worth your time. All right. Well, John, another wonderful week down. Absolutely. Let's uh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And hopefully there will be more news about something other than Blizzard. God help us. All right. Night, John. Night.